really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here today, everyone, because I want to have an important little discussion with you about relationships, and I'm titling this Something New in Every Moment. So to begin with, I'm going to share a quote with you, and we'll go into this quote a little more later on in this episode, so it may not make sense right now, but I wanted to read it first so you can start thinking about this. This quote is by Chun Liang Alhuang, who was quoted in the book The Dancing Wu Li Masters by Gary Zukov. So uh, Chun Liang Alhuang says, When I say that every lesson is the first lesson, it does not mean that we forget what we already know, It means that what we are doing is always new because we are always doing it for the first time. So this is an important concept. I just want you to hold in mind and think about the fact that in reality, we ourselves are always new in every moment. Everything we experience, every breath we take changes us in a way so that we are new in every single moment. And even if we're doing things we've done in the past, we're doing them with new eyes as a new person in a sense. And so uh, this is an important concept to grasp because it tells us that there's a potential for change and growth in every single moment because of this capacity for newness. So I just want you to hold that in mind and we'll come back to it a little bit later on in this episode. But I want to talk a little bit about relationships. And I'll start by talking about the fact that uh, last week, my husband and I had an argument. It's unusual these days for us to have uh, arguments that are more than just a minor little disagreement that we quickly get over. But this turned out to be one of those huge collisions between us and hasn't, we haven't had that happen for a number of years. But what I'm talking about today has to do with what I came to understand about that interaction the two of us had and why it's really important for us to remember this idea that we're new in every moment. So what triggered this argument between us was something actually very minor and very small. But the fact is this little event that that happened between us resembled many similar events that have happened in the past, most of them in the very distant past, early on in our relationship. And what I came to realize is that each of us had stored a certain amount of pain and woundedness and negative energy around those old events of the past that were influencing how we looked at this current event today. And we were forgetting that we are new people in every day. We were looking at the past as if something that happened 20 years ago was the absolute ultimate 
truth set in stone that could never be changed. And so let's talk a little bit about why why this happens to us, because it's really important for us to understand how our brains work, because that's one of the reasons that we fall into these traps and have these difficulties arise. And The first bias that we should remember of our brains is the negativity bias. And this is a really actually essential feature of how our brains function, our reptilian brains in particular, because the function of our lower brain is to protect us from danger. So built into the way our brains operate is this negativity bias, which means a hyper arousal and hyper alertness for anything negative or potentially dangerous in the world around us. So neuroscientists have shown us that negative events stick in our memories about 10 times as strongly as positive events. So it's simply that our brain has a bias toward negative occurrences because those might represent potential danger to us. So our brains notice negative things that happen more. Our brains react more to negative situations and emotions. And our brains store more negative memories than positive memories. This is a huge trap for our relationships because if you think of it, if there's any one area that you may have had a conflict with your partner over in the past has been stored in your brain because of the negativity of that conflict, because of negative things that were said, negative emotions, all of that pain gets stored in your memory and it's stored much more tightly than all of the many positive experiences that you've had together. So we have this collection of of pain in many ways and old resentments that we kind of carry around. And I think of it as having a box of old resentments. When my husband and I had this disagreement last week, what really happened for each one of us is that disagreement resembled something that had happened in the past a long time ago that had a lot of pain and negative emotion associated with it. So the memory of that past event was stored in this box of resentments, I will call it. And the current event, because it kind of looked somewhat similar to that old event, the current event ended up getting shoved into that box of resentments, which caused all of the old resentment and pain to become attached to the current event. And therefore, the things we said to each other, the way we behaved toward one another, were all informed by the box of resentments, by all of this old pain that came up from the past that was connected to somewhat similar behavior. And it was so powerful, neither one of us could really stop it once it started happening. Once that box was opened up and all of the old pain started to come out, we could not stop it in the midst of the process, even though we were both a little shocked at things we were saying to one another, at the way we were behaving, things we were thinking. But it simply got out of our control very quickly. 
So the negativity bias of the brain is one of the reasons for this to happen. It's the brain, the memory is, is holding on to all these boxes of negative memories that represent potential danger. And they're just like, like landmines or booby traps waiting for us to fall into them whenever something taking place in the present moment recalls in some way that old past pain that's been stored in the box of resentments. So that explains the negativity bias. The second bias that goes hand in hand with the negative with the negativity bias is a confirmation bias, which means when we b- believe something to be true, we will find evidence in the world and life around us that validates that it is true. And so what I mean is when our brains hold on to information um, that to us seems to be true, we believe it, we put stake in it as being truthful, then we will have a tendency to search for any information that validates what we believe. Now, this confirmation bias is a real trap in medicine. I've seen it happen all the time with other doctors, but also with myself. So, for example, when a patient comes in and complains of a certain list of symptoms the doctor's mind may quickly jump to a diagnosis related to those symptoms. And it might be because the doctor has recently seen one or two other patients in the past with a particular diagnosis who, and this third patient may look similar to those other two patients. And so the doctor's mind may quickly jump to that diagnosis ahead of time, actually, because not enough data has been gathered to definitively make that diagnosis, but the diagnosis may come to mind. And it starts this domino effect of the confirmation bias in which the doctor might order tests to prove the diagnosis the doctor already thinks is present and might overlook some other tests that could be done that would disprove the diagnosis. But the doctor's mind is favoring proving that what the doctor already believes is true, proving that it's true. And so... The way that the test the doctor orders, the way those results are interpreted, the way the doctor listens, the questions the doctor asks the patient, the things the doctor prioritizes that the patient says, all are moving in the direction of this particular diagnosis that first came to mind for the doctor. So this is actually a really powerful bias. I've seen it play out over and over again. I saw it happen in myself at one point when um, when I had a patient, as I said, very similar to another patient I had seen recently. And I simply did not think of some of the other possibilities that should have been included in the list of things I was considering. I had already, without really consciously choosing to do it, kind of removed those other possibilities from my mind in order to focus on this confirmation bias and in order to prove it to be true. So I had to go back. I had something something shifted and changed with this patient that suddenly woke me up to say, wait a minute, I've been thinking it was this, but that that's, that's not 
correct. I have to expand my awareness and include other things. Now, hopefully with most doctors, eventually that same kind of awakening happens when the course the patient is following doesn't really fit this original diagnosis that was made. But it is a trap and a pitfall that we can fall into. And it happens to all of us. I I explained it in terms of medicine, because you see how it could have serious consequences. But it might happen to us in all walks of life. Even um, certain things we believe like, you know, I don't like this particular apple because I because it's sour. But it might just be that we only had one apple one time of that particular variety that was a little bit sour because it was too old. Therefore, we we judge all apples of that variety to be something we don't like, and we don't ever try it again, because we've already made up our mind and we've confirmed our bias that these are not good apples to eat. That's just a very simplistic way of explaining that confirmation bias. But you can see that it is operative for us all the time. It's happening right now in terms of COVID, the vaccine, masking, all of these issues that are coming up. Because people that start out with a particular belief, and oftentimes their beliefs that are based on fear, will find all the evidence they need in the world to prove that their belief is accurate. And their brains will tend to ignore any evidence that differs from what they believe. So it's very hard to get people to look at new information that that goes against what they have chosen to believe in because the confirmation bias causes them constantly to turn away from anything that differs from how they see things in the world. And they're constantly bringing in and seeking out the information that validates the point of view they have already taken, the the belief they have already established for themselves. This is one reason it is hard for us to grow and change and expand our minds and be open to new information. It's essential that we become more open to new information. But our brains actually work against that. They're actually pushing us in the direction of simply finding the things in the world around us that validate what we already thought, instead of helping us be curious and open and skeptical at times and asking questions and willing to learn new things. This is significant in relationships because the way confirmation bias plays into our relationships is that we may have formed a particular opinion about another person, our partner, say, based on some past experiences. So sometimes from long ago in the past and oftentimes experiences that have landed in the box of resentments, we may have in our mind certain beliefs like this person always behaves this way. And that becomes a confirmation bias because when we believe that someone is always like this, we will search for and find evidence that validates that belief. I'll give you a a little example of this. In uh, my experience, I have a loved one in my life who um, has strong feelings against the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. 
And I interacted with this person a couple of weeks ago and spent some time with this person. And before we ever got together, I already in my mind played out the scenario where this person was telling me what they thought, what they believed and how they felt about it. I already, I already in my mind created the whole scenario, all based on old information from the past, all believing that this is how this is going to play out. I had huge fear and dread of this encounter with this person, someone that I dearly love, but I dreaded it because my mind had already created the scenario, already told me what it would be like, what would happen, and what it would look like. So I was filled with a lot of anxiety and fear around getting together with this person. But understanding the confirmation bias that could be present in my brain, I I stopped myself and said, what if I play out in my mind the opposite scenario? What if I imagine this person saying to me the opposite things that I've already decided they will say? What if I imagine a, a completely different outcome of our conversation. And so I did that. I let my mind wander to a place where this person came, approached the topic with from a completely different place and said different things and where our conversation went very easily and flowed very well. And there was huge respect from us, not anger and and conflict. So by imagining the opposite effect, I kind of overcame my confirmation bias and said, no, I am not just, I'm not going to allow myself to just focus on this very negative experience that I imagine because I'm reading into the present day uh, based on a lot of old data from the past. After having envisioned this, the opposite experience happening, something much more positive, when we did come together and have the conversation, it was so respectful and so gentle and so loving. And what I saw that I hadn't expected to see in in this person that I love was simply fear. And I could recognize the fear because I had let go of my confirmation bias that this person might be thinking or feeling something else. And I finally could see the fear underlying this person's choices and their behavior. That allowed me to have tremendous compassion and love for a person that I do already love instead of resentment and anger. So that was an amazing experience. And that's why I wanted to mention that to talk about the fact when we're aware of our biases, negativity bias and confirmation bias, we can move past them. So we don't just have to be trapped into these cyclical ways that our minds work and the the synapses in our brains. We can actually begin to rewire our brains and actually override these reflexive patterns that take place in our brains. It's just important that we remember in every situation The negativity bias is there. The confirmation bias is there. They're operative all the time. And we have to consciously choose to work around them and above and beyond those biases. So what happened in the disagreement with my partner was the fact that 
Neither one of us saw it coming. Neither one of us recognized our negativity bias or our confirmation bias. And uh, in that case, the confirmation bias was, oh, well, you've always been like this. I should have known better. You've always done this. This has always been the way you've behaved. And that's a confirmation bias, something details and information from the past informing the present moment and saying, yep, it's exactly the same as it was 20 years ago. So it was a a powerful lesson to recognize that no matter how aware and conscious we are of these biases and these pathways in the brain that are just a normal part of our brain's functioning, we can get triggered and caught up in them very easily and very quickly. So for me, you know, would this would this argument have been preventable? I don't know for sure. It happened quickly, instantly in the moment. But what I do know is that it could be resolved fairly quickly as soon as each one of us recognized, oh, wow, that was old data. Where did that come from? And could talk about, wow, this box of resentment is still there. And it came to the surface. And honestly, I didn't know it was still there. If this argument hadn't happened, I might not have recognized that there were still a lot of negative memories and emotions that my brain was holding on to over years and years of time. So I can look at the argument as a blessing in a sense, because it gave me an opportunity to discover that box that was still hidden in there to keep the box open and to actively work on forgiveness and letting go and releasing all of those old memories that have been stored. Part of that process comes with also convincing your ego mind that you are not in danger. Because remember, the, the mind stores these negative memories as a as form of protection from danger. So part of the healing process of the box of resentments is reminding yourself that you are safe. You're in a safe place. There's no danger here. These memories don't need to be stored any longer. They don't need to be held on to because there's not true danger lying here. That presumes that you are in a relationship that is safe. Some of us may not be. If you are in a relationship where your safety is being threatened, you will never and nor should you ever get beyond holding on to those memories because you may need them to keep you safe. And, you know, please, I pray that you will find a way to get to a better place of safety, even if it means leaving the relationship. But, um, but for most of us, we really are not in, in danger. It's simply that our brains, our minds have interpreted danger in past conflict and held on to that box of negative memories. So I'm saying this, the argument was really valuable to me because it pointed out there are still resentments stored there that need to be worked on, and I hadn't seen those for quite a long time, and reminded me that what I cannot say again about any other person is, oh, you've always been like this. And this is where the quote from Chun Liang Liang Alhuang comes in, reminding us 
that we are always doing everything for the first time. We are always new people. We've been changed by everything in every moment, and we're new people. And this is one of the keys in our relationships, I think, to overcoming some of the negativity and confirmation bias we hold is to begin to teach ourselves that even our partners are always new in every moment. And my partner may say words to me that sound like something from the past, something old. But if I hold those words in front of me with the awareness that this is new, this is always new, just look at these words right now for this moment and what they mean in this moment. That helps me not react reflexively from the old biases. It helps me stay in the moment and and react in a new way myself, respond in a new way. Maybe I need to say, well, wait, what? I feel confused. What did you mean when you said that? Um, which is the perfect response to just ask for more clarity instead of making assumptions, instead of falling back into the negativity bias and the confirmation bias of the past, to ask for more information. When we ask other people what's happening with them, what are you thinking and feeling right now, that helps us recognize that they are also new in every moment. And we allow them to be new. We allow them to grow and change. If we only see the people in our lives as they were in the past, we see them as static, never changing and never growing, then we can't validate and support the, the growth that has happened for them. But we also can't allow our relationship to move forward. We're constantly replaying an old relationship that happened way in the past. We're keeping the old relationship alive instead of allowing a new relationship to form in every moment between us, a new, more enlightened, more informed, more aware, more loving, more beautiful relationship. So think about how many times we have dashed the possibility of the new relationship occurring before our eyes because we retreated back to the old and we let our negativity and our confirmation bias pull us all the way back into the past and we just replay something that happened once before and continue to relive that. So I'm in a place right now, I've been talking about self-forgiveness for one thing, and, and I believe that all the self-forgiveness I've worked on has actually uncovered a lot of layers, which is helping me to go deeper and deeper into my wounded self, into the pain that I carry with me. And it's helping me have so much more clarity and recognition around these issues and to see see so clearly what I need to let go of and what I need to move past in order to really experience and savor the newness of each and every moment in my life right now. So I view the box of resentments and the old memories that are stored as somewhat of somewhat baggage, but also obstacles to being fully present in the present moment. So part of this work of self-forgiveness of mine, but also forgiveness of others, is gradually letting go of the baggage, 
releasing it, um, letting it dissolve away so that I don't have to continue to carry it and have it sabotage my relationships in the present moment. So this is how I'm working on seeing that there's something new in every single moment, new about me, new about my partner and every other people, every other person that I see, and new about every circumstance so that I don't fall into this trap of uh, reconfirming what I've already believed in the past and keeping alive old negativity. I just simply don't need that weight in my life anymore. I'm looking for ways to live life more lightly with more ease and more joy and more comfort and more love for myself and for the people in my life. So I hope you find this helpful for also in your life. And I'm going to repeat the quote. When I say that every lesson is the first lesson, it does not mean that we forget what we already know. It means that what we're doing is always new because we are always doing it for the first time. I love it. So I hope that this will be uh, informative to you and that you will also Be on your path toward experiencing something new in every moment. And until the next time we're together, remember that love is what we're here for. It's the most important thing. So face your fear. Be ready for whatever life hands you next. And love each and every moment of your special life. Bye-bye.